Yeah. Technical difficulties and such. All right, we're good. This is Omar on the third rail. I'd like to welcome, I have a, a, a repeated guest I had her before a long time ago. Uh, she is smart, savvy, and ruthless as a debater. I had her one time on a panel. She destroyed this guy named DeAndre. He never showed up again to my channel since that time. I would like to welcome Melanie J. Scarlett. Hi, hi, hey, Melanie. How are you? I am great. It's good to have you. What's going on? Uh, I'm glad that we, we made this happen. Finally, we've been doing this like for a week and a half because of misunderstanding. So, yeah. what's going? Uh, I, I want to, uh, you know, before I, I want to go deep into your background. Um, you wrote the biography. I forgot to put. I'm going to put it in. You said you were raised in a foster home. Is that okay for me to ask? Or is that, that's not okay? Oh, yeah, f foster homes and group homes, whereas like here in Canada, at least, I don't know if it's the same in the States. Uh, group homes are more like a, a lot more kids in the space and you have staff who work shifts. But is it like bad kids like here? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my experience when I finish with yours. I mean, how old were you? I mean, were you adopted or something? Why, why did you end up in foster? If you... Well, it's complicated. So I... Uh, I started young with mental health problems with ADHD causing me a lot of behavioral issues. I acted out and stuff. So they put me on Ritalin, which looking back, oh, it was a horrible choice. Yeah. And so that spiraled out of control. My mom was also dealing with mental health struggles that weren't being well taken care of. So uh, a couple of times I lived with my grandparents, but then I was becoming too much for them with my behavioral issues. And then, uh, so then it was, uh, more escalated forms of care from there, right? Because part of it was uh, there There was no concrete diagnosis for why I was acting that way. I wish they would have thought that maybe, you know, it was neurodivergence because that's probably what it was and my ADHD, but, you know. But, uh, you know, I see a lot of people, they, they use Redlin. Redlin was overused uh, for children a long time ago, right? It was like the things to go to. And I, and I heard a lot, of, a lot of children, right, I think? Well, it's it's not like a stretch to say that it's just methamphetamine. Right, um, right. It's you know, it's not. If you look at the molecule, it's not the exact same thing, but it does is the it, same thing. Is it? And they give that. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I when I quit, I was on a slow release form called Concerta, um, mm. and at that point in my life, uh, it was I was very young, like twenty ish. Right. I I tried you know, to commit suicide with my meds. Right. And after that, I just quit cold turkey because I couldn't actually like take them without massive cake reflexes because I had basically poisoned myself. So uh, are you still taking medication now? Or, uh, I, I smoke weed for like, you know, it does help me well, like well, settle is, down uh, a bit. But weed is, weed is good. I'm talking like, you know, like, uh, like. Uh, oh, I mean, I smoke it for its medicinal reasons because I feel not so much manic, but just like unable to settle down without it. And part of that is like that, that's just what I've been smoking and medicating myself with since I've didn't, since I did that, I've basically smoked weed since I was a teenager. So it, it's just a natural thing I do if I'm worried that I'm, you know, not. But, but you don't take any prescription drugs, like, you know, uh, no. um, so you're okay because you know we live in a hurt society. Everybody's taking something. Every time I talk to somebody, oh, I'm taking this, I'm taking that. I, I take some stuff because due to a nerve damage, I take garbantin and I take and I take um clonopin. Clonopin, you know, you know, Doctor Jordan Peterson, he got addicted and he had to go to Russia to get out of it. Yeah, but I'm more, uh, I'm very, uh, uh, um, 
I'm smart about it. I've been on it for 15 years. I only take a half a, a, a milligram, not even a half. I, I don't want to get high. It, it does what it does. So I, I'm not, a, I don't have an addictive nature to me, to me. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I, I actually do have a bit of a dependency on smoking weed, but that's like, to me, well, like it's good. Meat is not, it's not, it doesn't damage you or damage you. Or, you know what I'm saying? I think it's even better than cigarettes. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't smoke anything. I don't do any of that stuff. But when, when I see uh, my brother, he smokes two packs of cigarettes a day. If he has smoked weed, I think it's better for him than fucking dying of, uh, of smoke inhalation all day I, long. I smoke cigarettes with my weed. I actually put like cigarettes oh. in my toke. Mm. It's called a popper, but um, so, I don't, so, this isn't a weed stream. Um, I do want to say, though, that I, I agree with you that like as a whole, weed isn't that really that bad. Um, but it's case by case, right? Like, so yeah, for me, yeah. I, I smoke so much of it that I, I really do have motivational issues that don't stem from it, but they're exacerbated by it, by my uh, use. And so getting control of that has been a major focus for like the past few months of my life, especially now that winter's coming. I, I have lots of projects I'm working on, both like in the organic and the electronic realm. So uh, okay. exciting stuff. Well, what I, what, the reason I was asking you about foster homes in Canada, I was never in a foster home. But as a kid, I was a bad kid, not bad to people. I used to play a lot of sports and I used to hurt myself a lot, break my leg like all the time. You know, I was too aggressive playing sports. So when I started breaking my legs, uh, my arms, so they, they thought there was something wrong with me. They thought I was doing a purpose. So they put me in a place like, you know, um, it's like where all these children are. There's a children's hospital. I was around 14 years old with people who don't take their medication for, for diabetes, you know, problem kids uh, that have health issues, not so not, not psychological issues. But when I met, I met a lot of bad kids there. I mean, they influence you. That's what I'm trying to say, the foster care. I mean, if you have a clean mind, you're going to get out there as a criminal or you're going to have some different ideas and, and things of that nature. So, we, we, and especially, I think a lot of kids, they get abused or uh, physically abused in these foster homes, especially if they go from place to place. There's no accountability. I mean, am I making any sense here? Or? Well, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. You asked before, and I didn't want to answer this directly because it's okay. not a yes or yeah. no. If, if like there were bad kids there, it's like there yeah. are a lot of kids there for a lot of different reasons because right. mo it's mostly just like I was in from, you know, what, especially what I heard, the, yeah. the homes that weren't like so much for like the worst of the worst. Right. But there, but you still had your kid come through who was clearly right. bad. And right. some of them, they were thinking like, okay, maybe if we don't put this person in that environment, they'll do better. And they put them in there and then they feel kind of like a fish out of water. I think the yeah. whole problem I think is that it's, it's institutionalization yeah. um, or particularly like desocialization because it's very hard to live in those environments and yeah. then reenter the real world and to be stable. And that certainly isn't the root of my problems uh, <laughs> by any stretch. I've, I think I've adjusted for the most part, but it's hard to, it's just hard for me to actualize my goals at the moment. But uh, for for many many people, they're just expected to like take on adulthood, right. uh, and and they there's a lot of like these like neoliberal supports. Like they'll you know they'll give you. Uh, I had like something called ECM, which was like they gave. Uh, Children's Aid Society, which is what does that here. They gave me money after I turned 18. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, you know, somehow went away because I wound up uh, in, in jail. Uh, don't want to talk about that. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, dumb, yeah, dumb yeah, kid yeah. stuff. Dumb kid yeah. stuff. That's no, just I, like, I, I get you. I get you. But, um, you know, and I, so, 
but like it's it's crazy to me because it's so they're they're very much trying to like focus on the people who are success stories yeah. when they when they use that stuff but as soon as you're not they just cut you loose and it's like I, know. I don't know. I wasn't in jail because I was like necessarily a bad person. I was in jail because I made like a really dumb decision right. and it, it, it got carried away with it. And so that looked like something really bad on paper. Right. So, um, and you know, luckily that time I didn't get that. That was the time where I needed trauma beliefs, especially coming out of the group homes and right. going through jail was inc- incredibly traumatic because that's where I got a lot of physical abuse. Um, in fact, in group homes, there wasn't as much physical abuse. I would say, like, you have to talk about these things differently if you're going right. to address that. Because, first of all, the physical abuse was from being bullied by other kids. Um, right, right. And if anything, that was more psychological because it made, like, being an all boys group home made me feel trapped as a boy. Right, um, right. And on the other hand, there were, there's the way that they, uh, you know, handle behavior. And, like, to an extent, you have to provide a safe environment. But right. that's also like because you're jamming a bunch of kids into a house. Um, and so they'll they'll restrain you if you get out of control. And the the problem that I have with that is that like again, I was I was trying my damned hardest to be a good kid. I was never a bad kid, but I <coughs> I didn't have the direct control over my behavior in that environment. It was a very bipolar environment. That's why they falsely, in my opinion, diagnosed me with bipolar. Um and because of that, I, I couldn't function. And my behavior was a product of that. And they were basically physically uh, assaulting me for not being able to function. Right. 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 And that's the sort of dehumanization that needing to control behavior because you've created these conditions creates. Okay. You said you was in a boy's home, right? So I know now you, you trans, you transit, right? Uh, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I'm such an idiot. Transition. Transition, right? Yes. I don't want to say something wrong or something stupid. Well, I, I want to say. Well, it's fine to ask. When, when did you start thinking like that? You know, because as a child, I used to play with dolls, girl stuff. I was, you know, only play with the girls, but I always knew, you know, I, I like girls. You understand? I mean, I don't have that accent. But I mean, when did you start thinking, oh, well, I mean, there's something different about me or anything like that? You oh, know five saying? or six, easily. Um, wow. That, that I, I had a mom who was very quick to try to suppress that just to right. put it because, you know, I love my mom. I don't want to like talk badly yeah, about yeah, her. Yeah. at the same time, um, you know, so I, I didn't explore that as much as I could have as a kid. Oh. And I probably would have found that, you no, know, I, I want to be a girl and I, you know, all that stuff. But that was like the early 90s. So that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> well, mid 90s, actually, by the time I'm five or six. But and um I remember there was like this trans girl in uh, in the behavioral school for the network of group homes I was in at the time because uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't doing well in school, so they thought put put her in behavior put him in a behavioral school technically is what they thought. But um, and so there was a trans girl there. I didn't even know she was trans. I didn't right, right. notice she transitioned, yeah. and her just expressing herself as female was enough for me. And I yeah. dated her. Right, right. I was. I just thought she was beautiful. I was like, "You're amazing." Oh, you you dated her as a boy, no, as a woman. Oh, oh, you you really transitioned. Oh, I, sorry, sorry. Or... I sorry. I, me as a boy dated her as a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, when did you start to embrace her? Like, I mean, in your teenage years or something like that? No, no, it wasn't really. It took because of the group home. Uh, it was like three days where they called that out about me that I was not not masculine enough, and so I put on that facade and it took me a long time to feel brave mm. enough to take it, to even think about taking it off. Cause it was like a psychological, 
yeah. thing for me to not address that because then I would open myself up and feel vulnerable. And so it was really in my mid twenties, uh, or like almost mid twenties, wow. twenty four. I think twenty four. It uh, my friends showed me some contrapoint videos, and right. I was like, "Wow, she's she's just being a woman, and she's just being beautiful." And I really want to do that. And you know, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't like that. That was like immediately what I thought when I saw her. But it slowly opened up, and I couldn't deny it anymore because I know that knew now that there were other people doing what was like deep inside of me. And that just felt right to do that. So you felt you, you were a girl or you were a woman inside and, and you had this, I mean, a hundred percent, right? Is that what it is? I mean, is that okay to ask? Well, it was hard to look back. Um, right, right. When I, when I say that, I mean like, uh, what, yeah, what really made it hard to look back was the hormones, just to be clear. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was something that just wouldn't, I couldn't forget at that point. I couldn't be a guy anymore because yeah. I, I couldn't, I could never be a guy. I was yeah. just faking it. Yeah. And yeah that yeah. whole, that whole fake it till you make it thing is just so toxic because it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we need a society and, a, and systems that actually incorporate the, yeah. the full spectrum of who tr people truly are. And we don't base things on like this, you know, this male centric or white centric or all of those like, uh, all those normativities that we associate to things, cis uh, gender centric, not calling you out. I'm not calling you out, but I'm just saying like, no, no, it's you, okay. You could talk with, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know anything about transgender issues until maybe 2015. I didn't even know, you know, I used to hear about, basically um, that's me too, by the way, 2015, right around there. I, I didn't know what that is. I knew they, they had an issue with the girls bathroom and the boys bathroom, you know, the Republican at that time in North Carolina and they had an issue. I didn't understand what the hell was going on because, you know, first of all, I was in political, uh, and I didn't care. I, you know, I used to read the back of the newspaper uh, or the sports. I was a sport guy, you know, but they said I, I didn't care about politics. Would you believe the whole Obama presidency left? I didn't even know he was president. I didn't even care. <laughs> they left. What I'm trying to say here is that um, so people are confused. Like uh, I, I come from uh, uh, I'm going to show you some videos for my for my community. They overreacted to certain. Uh, I'm going to show you the videos later. I come from a, a, a very conservative society. I'm an Arab American and Muslim at the same time. But I happen to be liberal. I don't, you know, natured like a, a liberal, uh, leaning left. I try to be right wing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't lie. I try to be like, oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm a this. And I said, I'm lying to myself because the way I grew up, I grew up in New York City. Well, the whole idea is a lot of people. So, so you want to be a centrist, is what you're saying? Sorry to cut I, you off. I'm more a centrist in certain ideas, like uh, 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 how do I say this? Well, can I can I suggest something really quick? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. Because maybe what you're trying to be and should aim to be is a moderate. Um, yeah. Because centrist, centrism, blah, centrism to me is like just a rejection of both sides of this artificial Overton window, right? Like yeah. nobody's politics truly, like if, 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 what's, if you ask what's in their heart, nobody's politics fall along the Overton window lines. Uh, and so if you're being a true you, moderate, what yeah. uh, what you're doing is you. Sorry, just if I could finish real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil, so I, I, I'm going to tell you what I believe, and you define me. Then go ahead. Yeah, what what you're doing is you're taking sides based on what you think is real and what you think is true. Okay. And so you're not going to say, well, I'm only going to take this side because the left does, and I have to yeah. do this for narrative reasons or because this is my worldview. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe universal health care. I'm going to tell you what I believe in. Okay. Okay. Uh, free education. I think every person should get a free education because I, uh, uh, the, the idea is I believe that it, if you have a healthy society, 
in an educated society, you have a productive society. Because we have people who are sick because they can't go to the doctor and the doctor is the emergency room. This is the other thing. Uh, what else I, I believe in? Uh, live and let live. I, I have no issue with the, LB, the LGBT, I don't know if I said LGBT community, or I don't care what they do. So they do it. You know, you do you. Because I lived in New York City with all Puerto Rican, Spanish, Black, Spanish, Russians. So everybody was doing their things, you understand? So I grew up like that. But I don't know if that's moderate or is that a centrist. But I don't. I, I hate woke culture. I don't think people should can't be canceled for what they say. I don't think you should deprive people of their uh, livelihood, like what they're doing right now to the idiot Kanye West and uh, Irvin, was that Kyrie Irvin, uh, for being idiots. You cannot take people's livelihood. I mean, you, you don't have to agree with them. You, but when you press on their neck and tell them, no, you cannot make a living no more because you say that, go to the dark room and close yourself. You don't do that. What is, what is that? What am I there? So it sounds to me what you're describing falls along the lines that, to me, makes a lot of sense to describe as progressive versus reactionary. Yeah. Um, so you're largely progressive. Right. And I think some of your takes about freedom of speech specifically can be yeah. a bit reactionary because... Yeah. When you think about freedom of speech, you also have to recognize that not all speech, you know, actually allows other people to be free. Like you can't say certain things and then suddenly yeah, yeah. it's just fine. You need, you need to also face accountability for your actions. Yeah. And so sometimes accountability for your actions means you're not allowed in the place where you acted wrongly. Right. So well, what I'm trying to say is that, I mean. We live in, a, I, I be, you know, I came from a different country as a, a, a kid, but this America is a, is about checking chances, about fresh starts. I mean, what do we do these people? If we send a large amount of these people to this dark area, they can't make a living no more. They can't, you are creating a whole segment of these people who will become more hatred and more isolated, especially if they have more and more influence on their hatred. I understand what you're saying. Hate is not free speech. If I'm here inciting against like, well, I mean, we should kill these uh, uh, lesbians or, you know, just for conversation's sake. Uh, not kill them. It's a harsh word. I don't get in trouble. Well, I mean, we should not yeah. have, I want to talk like this. We should not have these people. We never saw them. I'm talking, I don't know how I got the accent. I just picked it up right now. <laughs> we should not, I understand that. But like Harry Irvin, he, that guy, he's a basketball player. He, he retweeted a dumb fucking documentary. I live with black people all my life. And they have this problem. They're always trying to find themselves. Sometimes they describe themselves as Muslims, Hebrews, whatever. But the whole idea is, and one day, Nike pulled him off. He was suspended from it. He apologized. And they kept on. You, you know what I'm trying to say? You have to give people second chances or try to work with them better than isolate them. That's what I think. I mean, like you said, I mean, I don't know what that is. But, you know, I don't want to make it all about me. So, Well, it's, it's, it's very cultural, right? Yeah. Because I, uh, you know, uh, 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 the only I'm going to tell you. Remember what time I met you were in my panel? I mentioned that Iran. You know, Iran is a very, very crazy country. I mean, religious-wise and all that. The fundamentalism one, is, yeah, yeah. But one time, in, uh, when they came to power, you know what a fatwa is? These people, you know, when when the religious uh, person a decree. It's hard it? not to think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's. I know it's more than what happened in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if you've seen that show. But. Yeah, I see with that guy. Yeah, 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 with that guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like a, deg a degree. What happened is that they asked that Khomeini guy. You see, I I'm a Sunni Muslim, so I have I we don't get along. 
I, I'm not even religious, I'm going to be honest with you. But what, what they asked him a long time ago in 1979, they said that some men believe that they are women. And he said, it's okay. Uh, uh, but the only crazy thing is he they will provide you free surgery to transit to a... But if you're homosexual, they throw you off the roof. I'm like, what... <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? You understand? So that's the only time I said, ah, I never heard of that. You know, women, you know, I had childhood friends who were very, you know, like you said, um, feminist, like, you know, soft spoken or whatever. Oh, they were probably going to be gay in the future. I had friends who were girls who were tomboys. They beat the shit out of you at the baseball park. And, you know, they were future lesbians. I mean, we don't know what lesbians was, you know, growing up. We, we don't know, you know, we're kids. Anyway, I want to go back to that. Um, So uh, how how is that childhood affecting you now as an adult? I mean, how you functioning now? Do you think you're functioning on a hundred percent or eighty percent? Oh well, yeah, functionality. Um, I, I I could be doing better, and the thing is, is I do feel like I had a lot of opportunity robbed for me because yeah. there was a point where I lived with my grandparents, and um, I couldn't realize my my dreams and teach myself about electronic circuitry. A because yeah. my school just had nothing to teach kids about that. Uh, and B, because I had to order stuff online to actually get what I need because I wanted to work with microcontrollers, which are, right. you know, not necessarily like a CPU, but it can, has a lot of IO pins and you can control stuff with it. So the funny thing is, is that uh, I'm back on that now and I actually feel really proficient with my with my self-studying because I've been doing it for about 10 years. Yeah. And um, and. It, it sucks because I feel like I could have learned that a lot faster earlier yeah. if I just had, A, somebody who worked in the exact things that I'm dealing with yeah. right now, and B, uh, you know, just like the tools to try out my ideas and stuff like that. Because now I'm just, I'm so caught up with like, I've never really established my my life. Like my, right. I, I, I had to live on delivery when I got this place uh, and stuff like that because I'm a, uh, oh, is that my phone or yours? I should mute mine as well. No, no, it's mine. It's mine. I got okay. two phones. I don't even know how to control them. I'm such an idiot when it comes to electronics. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just making no, sure it's, it's not okay. mine. Yeah. I, I, what I'm trying to say, are you happy? Oh, uh, I I am feeling fulfilled with every day that passes because I'm doing oh, more great. and more with what I've learned. Uh, I recently got microscopes. Uh, they're, these little actually, they're not like, you know, the ones. What is it? Of. What is it? What is it? It's this little handheld microscope, actually. Oh, uh, go like that. This is always, 250 uh, times, actual, uh, which is pretty well, good. Because when I see a Twitter handle, you use words. I don't know what they are. Sometimes I'll copy paste the word and go to Google to see what you're saying. I'm serious. It's yeah, hard yeah. because, like, you're on Twitter and you want to <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. about these amazing things. Yeah, 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 and you don't yeah, want to yeah. sound like a, a jackass, right? You don't yeah, want to. You don't yeah, want to sound yeah, like yeah. a pompous, a pompous jerk. But you yeah. have to use them to actually get your point across because those are the words that describe what's happening. And so unfortunately, I, I sometimes speak at like a grade level that makes me feel a bit like that. Okay. But I really do. I, I actually am very passionate about that. And so that's why I feel the need to tweet it and express my passion. Uh, I'm going to ask you something. OK, let's move on. To, uh, you know, the Republican Party, we just had the election and they took a beat in. Uh, before the election, the Republicans were very reactionary. First, they started with this critical race theory. Then they went after Wilma, Dr. Seuss, then whatever. Then they 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 put the, all their weaponry against the LGBTQ community, 
and, and they went full war with that community and tried to do to to uh, vilify it, created all this havoc in the schools and all that stuff, and they lost big. Do you think they miscalculated? Well, they, they it really depends. Them. Like, yeah. I, I think that they are actually doing a lot when it comes to like the school front, and that's still a very scary thing, and they're going to yeah. keep doing that. Uh, I think they miscalculated with Trump. Trump was supposed to be the populist who brought people who would normally vote yeah. Democrat, or normally vote independent into the party, into the tent, yeah. make, make the party cool again, right? Yeah. And now he's made the party a disgrace. So yeah. I, I'm so excited to see his campaign and how he's like handled by the Republican Party because it's not going to be as easy this time for him from that no, end. He he yeah. is going to be bolstered by people who see who deep down inside, whether they'll say it or not, want to see an insurrection in right. the worst ways possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. I want to show you something. This is uh, you know I'm from New York, so but I have a. Uh, uh, okay, you're gonna have an issue with your. You hear me? I can hear you. Okay. This is uh oh. This is in Michigan, uh, out of school. Okay, what I'm showing here, this is a school board meeting. Is the, the, born is mostly uh, Arab Christians and Arab Muslims. So the, I heard they, that actually. Yeah, yeah, they had all these people. Oh, but, but oh, they're going to teach your kids. They're going to take your kids. Or and this is how they came out. Look at this. <laughs> I don't even know what they're saying. Let me shut it down. Vote them out. Say, I think yeah. you're saying vote them out. Oh, vote them out. Okay, good. Well, you know what I'm saying? What I'm trying to give you is the point that the Republican Party had uh, such a, an impact on the, 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 the crazy ones on, on every community that people were, were reacting like crazy, like the, the kids going to be taking them. I'm like saying, well, guys, we do, everything is okay. What's going on, you know? But I think that, that uh, they failed. I think they, they, they ran on the premises on again against uh, the kids being indoctrinated, whatever that word is, all these uh um what do you call those things where they have a show, uh, drag shows and stuff like that. And, right, and, yeah. Yeah. And they still I think the American public said, nah, we're not for that. We don't want that. You know, we want policies. That has nothing to do with this. Fuck you. I because they lost big. They were supposed to get like 30, 40 seat the the red wave is coming. The red, and I think uh, they miscalculated by attacking such a, a weak community or a small community like the LGBTQ community. Um, is that? Can we agree on that? Well, yes and no. Like they also kind of accelerated. Um, they they created this this vacuum for people to claim to be like something like a trans ally. When yeah. at the end of the day, they don't really care about like our inclusion. It's more about you know, reacting to the reactionaries. So, what's a trans ally? I heard that. I heard that. Uh, you know, Paulie. Her name is Paulie. What's her name on on Twitter? Well, I mean, it's going to mean different things to different people. Yeah, there she is- was saying she was talking about trans ally, and they were just faking for a reactionary, and they don't want to hear her voice, but they want, to, but they want to speak for her. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, that that's one example. So there's, you know, it's more about how our voices are removed. Um, right. because trans, because, because if, if you're like a cis advocate and I say right. cis, cis means just cisgendered for anyone who's listening. It doesn't mean sissy. 
what you're does it mean? cisgendered. What does that mean? Uh, it's the opposite of trans. Oh, that means you're just you, like me, normal. I mean, you you identify with the gender you were assigned at birth. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm a guy. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. And <clears throat> pardon me. And so. Uh, let me let me recall my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You talk about the 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 ally. Right. The, yeah. yeah, and so the thing is, is that trans people have diverse needs, and those needs, uh, you know, require like a diverse way of approaching this. And there are still a lot of things about trans care that can be heavily improved. And mm-hmm. so, uh, when s- a lot of things cis allies do, I think, is they settle for something mm-hmm. that's not radical enough and doesn't actually give up give us what we're demanding. Yeah. So, like a lot, I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of al- uh, allies or people who think of themselves as allies, um, and you know, they rightfully do think of yeah. that because they they probably would defend trans people yeah. at the end of the day. But they'll also say like, okay, well, you've got your healthcare, you got your surgery. What yeah. more do you need? Right. And right, right. there's a lot of ways to answer that. So right. th- that's the thing is like. As, as soon as things start getting difficult for them, it seems like our tokenization starts hurting us. And right. and that's what I mean here is that we've been tokenized as a react as like something to use against the right wing, because yeah. apparently that makes them bad. And it does. Um, but at the same time, you know, like now people aren't listening to us as we advocate for our rights, for our true rights, not just like acceptance. Okay, uh, I'm gonna play uh, devil advocate. Is that okay with you? Okay, like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, like, uh, let's say this will not speak to parents. I mean, about their children going to school. I spoke to a person, well, or I heard it, or I spoke to a person. I don't want to sound like fucking Joe Rogan uh, when he said about the cat little shit. He made it up. Well, what um, they say that um, people the 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 LGBTQ community people who are gay or who married women. They decided not to have children. I'm not talking about the transgender. They decided not to have kids and they want to live that life. Now, why should they have a say what our children learn in school? You understand what I'm saying? They should not have that say because they don't have no children. They didn't choose that lifestyle. We chose our lifestyle. I want to know what are they teaching in school that everybody, is there something to it? I mean, can you explain to me, help me out here? Because well, when you think about it, we already teach being straight in school. We right. basically shove it down kids' throats by right. having everything we show them be with straight straight people about straight people, right. and only considering straight people, right. and that that is part of what makes uh, people who aren't straight feel alienated uh, right. by that because they're not like they're not seen by the thing that's literally raising everybody around them, and so they don't feel seen by those around them as well. Right. So I mean, uh, well, well, what do they teach them in school? What, what are they teaching them that these people are yelling about? You see, these these people are they teaching them something? I mean, is there books that say something? Uh, or oh, this is it. Well, but I'm, uh, you know, I know I'm getting confused here, but I'm really, really confused. I'm gonna be honest. It's with you. it's two boats, and you kind of uh, you, by teaching, and then like the uh, the other thing you you touched on both of them. The first yeah. thing is just like sometimes it's just gay people in the story or right. people in a story or something like that. And that links to the overall culture war and the fact that they lost the, uh, they lost with gay marriage that, that got pushed through. So now they've moved on to the next thing that they can fear monger about. Yeah. The other side of this is that uh, progressives are pushing to teach sex ed in a way that isn't only focused on sh- heterosexual sex. 
yeah. because that's not the only way it works. Right. And uh, the whole point of sex ed is to prepare and inform kids so that way when they do en- engage with that stuff, they're not right. making horrendous mistakes that our parents make, <laughs> leading to things like uh, teen pregnancy and stuff like that. Because I, I think anything we can do to make sure a child is born wanted into this world is important. Okay, I, you know, I don't want to age myself, but when I was going to school, we had the HIV uh, epidemic, you know? Mm-hmm. So they started sex education classes where they teach us how to put a candidate to bring a, the teacher will have a, what, what do you call that thing? Like a pickle, not a pickle. Uh, I, I don't know, the, you know, something like a big Cucumber. thing. Yeah, and she will teach us how to put a condom and all that. But they had a choice. They used to send a lot of our houses and the parents have to sign on. Do you want your child to learn about sexual education, because at that time, people were dropping like flies from HIV, young, old, straight, gay, heterosexual, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of people opted out. Shouldn't, should, should parents get that uh, choice to opt out if they want to? Well, I mean, like, I, I don't necessarily think so. So here's the yeah. issue, is that we, we inform kids on this stuff uh, to prepare them. And right. we can't be certain that adults, you know, uh, adults who are working all the time and stuff like that are going to be ready to answer every single question they have. Right. Also, like if if we're talking about like whether or not we're enabling a dynamic where yeah. parents can keep their kids sheltered from things that will teach them that they're actually okay to be gay or that they're okay to be trans, I don't mm-hmm. think that's okay. I think kids in a proper society, because it's not just the parents who raise the uh, a child or it shouldn't be, it's in the entire community. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids should be exposed to the idea that they're fine if they don't fit some sort of mold. Right. So I think what they're trying to say, like right now, Scooby-Doo, like Walmart's gay. That is, oh, Walmart's gay, but they won't teach them anything explicit. They just want to include certain characters in books just to normalize them. So when children grow up, if they meet somebody, they oh, I know that. That's normal. The, oh, you know. And let me put it this way. Have you ever identified with a superhero before or like wanted to oh, be, yeah. Some, yeah, wanted to be some sort of actor? It's the same thing for trans people, but yeah. we feel a lot more limited to what we can identify with because yeah, I can identify with that yeah, cis, yeah. with that cis super, uh, cis woman, uh, superhero and she's great, but she also reminds me of what I'm not. And that this is why it can be so much more empowering just to have that trans superhero or have that gay superhero. Yeah. It, 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 it really means a lot to a child who's going to have a long life in this world. Uh, it's strange. I mean, we, we live in in, in, in different. But I mean, people are coming along. You know, they they accepting this idea. Like, I mean, uh, one more question. I have another question. Um, why are gays so uh, um uh judge judgmental against transgender people? Because I see a lot of them. Like, a, well, a, a, it's it's not all gays. <laughs> no, and no, that's no, not even no, like see, I'm not like, even doing the no, hashtag. No, 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 like Dave Rubin. He's very harsh on uh, transgender issues. Like, uh, you know, Melio, remember that guy, Melio Yiannopoulos, whatever his name was, when he, when he was on the Bill Maher show, you know, when he was still accepted before he had that issue, he goes, well, they're confused. Uh, like, he's not, I mean, you have a, a husband, I mean, like, it's okay for you, but those people, like, so some of them, uh, I mean, do they look at that as a, a threat? Or, I, don't, I don't understand. Did, did you... So I think... uh uh, this this applies to Canada too, but I'm just going to say specifically in America because this applies to gay marriage a lot there and Dave Rubin, of course. Yeah. Uh, the culture of protest has really been lost. 
yeah. even with the trans right things like trans people aren't really protesting as much for our rights as yeah. gay people did and the first like gay people to be outspoken they were radicals they were speaking yeah. out when nobody else was yeah and now it's like you know i, I i'm not like i'm i'm bi maybe but like I, I like for me it doesn't feel radical to say like i support gay rights it feels like yeah why wouldn't i right so yeah. um when it comes to like you know, so, someone can be gay, but it doesn't mean that they're radical. It doesn't mean they see the reason that gay rights matter and, or, and stuff like that. And people, you know, uh, they don't understand how, like, just because I'm not trans and I don't understand what that's like, doesn't mean I, uh, it's suddenly fine for me to say, like, somebody else should live under something that I wouldn't be okay with myself. These These sort of things, while they are very, like they seem confusing on the surface. If you think about it, like there's really nothing to demand that gay people support trans rights. Yeah. They're, 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 it's like a Venn diagram. It's the two circles that overlap, but yeah. they're not, they're not, they're not completely over each other. Right. So yeah. uh, as gay, as more and more gay people come out, fewer and fewer of them will be radical. Right. right, right. Uh, I want to have you ever heard of Peter, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel? I, I have. Yeah. Uh, Echoplex Media is a great Twitch channel, by the way. I fully endorse them. Uh, they have f covered him more than anybody else can. They do. They what? They've covered him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Peter Thiel is a very rich businessman from Germany. Mm -hmm. One time he was outed by a publication called Guacker. They established like a, and he was outed, and he got mad. Then Hulk Hogan did that sex tape. They, he and then he he bought this lawsuit undercover, and he put him out of business, and. That, then he went out to get married to his boyfriend. I'm like saying, why would you put that? Uh, um, uh, th th that's not actually the question I wanted to, but I want to give you a background on him. He was so upset that he was outed and he put that publication out of business, but got married to the boyfriend, I mean, that he had. I mean, wasn't that good? They, they helped him out. What I'm trying to say is he supports right-wing candidates like J.D. Vance, who believe in this marriage, uh, family values, that a man is a woman. I'm like, he gave him $15 million. I'm like saying, okay, why are you supporting certain groups of politicians? And you know that you're gay. And these people are against you. And they see you as, I'm going to be honest, they don't see you right. You understand? And you still support these people. What, what's the agenda there? Well, it's like, for one thing, it's just really easy to <laughs> say that you support something, but not actually support it with your actions. Yeah. But really, like, with Peter Thiel and Dave Rubin, I imagine that they're just getting lots of money from taking these positions, and they would back them up if they weren't making so much money from it. Well, Dave Rubin is a fucking grifter. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, it's all a grift. But, like, if you meet people on the streets who are like that, who seem like a paradox, it's just, it's, again, like, it's the disconnect between those things that they're not supporting and them uh, <laughs> like, you know, supporting like their own identity. And it's like, part of it is because like, you know, we don't teach civics properly, not mm -hmm. here in Canada. It's like, I think it, I had one uh, credit I needed to get for it, which is just one semester yeah. in high school. And so like, that was like not enough and mm -hmm. it's not great in America either. So people don't under actually understand how like, certain processes lead to them getting their rights. Uh, but mind you, I'm not a, like a full, like I support people getting their rights through voting, but I'm not fully for voting. I, th I think radicals, especially leftists, less so the right needs yeah. to find ways to bring about our goals without relying on voting. Oh, you mean, what, what do you mean? How? I mean, uh, uh, well, voting, the, doesn't that change like laws? I mean, make 
Well, okay. So like abortion clinics, for example, right? Yeah. Like the more those get shut down yeah. and the less we can actually do anything about it through voting because of the Supreme Court, <laughs> the more we should be, you know, finding ways to provide abortion safely for uh, people yeah. with uteruses who are seeking yeah. that kind of care, yeah. uh, you know, outside of the means of the system. Because what 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 the left is doing wrong right now, especially the online left, because we're sitting at our computers all the time, right. is getting really, really focused on politics, but right. not action. And wow. and so like it, it it feels really good when someone like Vosh gets his like voter uh, gets his fans to go out and deal with electoralism, and that probably mm. does do good. It's it's a good, but it's a limited good uh, within yeah. the scale of like we're not talking about how to do direct action. We're not talking about ways to really change things because we're afraid of that the right wingers are going to suddenly sweep up uh positions of power in yeah. the way that they're already like on the precipice of doing if we're being honest yeah we we are struggling to maintain these p- positions of power yeah. on the left how um, is the how is the the canadian you're in canada right how is the environment in canada the political environment uh it's it matches it, but because, you know, not everything is on display, it's less of a spectacle. Yeah. It's just harder to follow, to be honest, because it's yeah, really boring. Uh, it's, it's a lot more I'm boring. Honest, I see all these Canadian uh, YouTubers like David Doe, like uh, Crowder, all these guys like uh, Lauren Saad. They never discuss the, oh, said the surf who I like. They never discuss, uh, well, he does sometimes, the politics of Canada. I live here, you know, in New York. I don't know what's going on in Canada. All I know is that your the prime minister is Trudeau, whatever his name is, that young guy. That's all I know. They, they, it's not like our, our politics. Every day we discuss it. Every day, every day, every day, and it's like a um, it, it's like almost like an industry, you know, like a money making industry where people are on the left, you're on the right, yeah. the right maker, the right maker. Entertainment. Of, yeah, everybody's there, you know, for views and subscribers. They don't care what the country goes through. They don't give a fuck. Exactly. As long as if I could press that button, like I give you an example, like the uh, the, the biggest gift of them all, like Ben Shapiro, a week ago he said, "Well, we made a lot of mistakes. We should look at what we did, and we should not scare people away." And then a week later, he's uh, he's against gay marriage. I said, "That's why you lost, idiot." You see what I'm saying? Because you're fighting culture wars that nobody needs to be fighting. People want want fucking uh, 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 policies. They want their life. How are you gonna take their life better? How are you gonna make their kids better? How are you gonna protect their health care? How are you gonna do all that stuff? Um, have you ever lived in the states? No, I've just been on vacation. What states have you been to? Florida and Ohio. I've been to Florida a long time ago. I, I don't leave New York. I'm like one of those rats, like city rats. I will not leave it. I won't even go back to my oh. country. Business. I've technically been in Michigan though, because I've been in Detroit, uh, the Detroit's airport. Well, Michigan is like right there, right? It's like a stone throw away from your uh, from Canada. Right? Oh, I've I've lived on Windsor, and I I lived in an apartment where yeah. our window was on this uh, the road called Riverside Drive. So literally, I saw the GM Chrysler buildings yeah. in Detroit, those, those famous buildings out my window. Like I could look straight, like like ninety <laughs> degrees, like perpendicular <laughs> to the window. <laughs> You know, when all that crazy shit was going on and I started to feel unsafe, like when the, you know, but when the uh, January 6th, all that stuff, and I saw all politics that going to a dangerous places. I was looking up Canada, how to move to Canada. It's hard to come to Canada. You know, our own property, I own my own house, I own everything, and, that, and it's, it's very hard to come to Canada. And I was actually entertaining that idea how to escape. 
<laughs> I'm just like it. Maybe I haven't traveled enough, but I do want to go to America because it, it is a beautiful country. It is. You you do have a beautiful country. Yeah. Uh, and beautiful stock. people, believe it or not. If you go, if you go oh, to, sure. it's only uh, uh, it's only over here. It's only on on YouTube and all that stuff. You see all this crazy stuff. But if you travel, everybody's like going by. If I go out right now, everybody's going by their life. They shopping it. They doing that. The kids are playing in the street. Everybody's going by that. We're the only idiot to watch YouTube all day on a. Oh, we're on the. We're almost there. We're almost gonna have a civil war. It's gonna happen any day. And when you go out, people are living their life. I traveled south, nineteen ninety four. Tennessee, very friendly people. The country, the country, you know, like the south. They are the friendliest people in the world, but they're the biggest idiots too. But they are very friendly. What I'm trying to say is that um, America is a beautiful country, and it is a have beautiful people. You know. <laughs> but we have a, a certain segment of our population that have become very, very um, extreme. And they have this idea that they have the deed to America, that America belongs to them only, and they are in danger. They have these grievances, which are unfounded, that they be in a race, which is a lie. That they, 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 You know what I'm trying to say? So they have that fear to keep on feeding that monster. That, and I got scared for a minute, and that's the first time in my whole life Living in that, I felt really, really scared. Said, I'm gonna go to Canada. Let me see, but it's cold, you know. Let's <laughs> love you know. Yeah, and it's amazing how many grifters are making money, but oh. at the same time, they're really changing the landscape too. Because yeah. what they're doing is they're making the nationalism, or probably what they call patriotism, yeah. more often than they should, yeah. uh, into a form of religious fundamentalism. Of of uh, uh, they're making yeah, their sure. fans into ideologues who think that well. And, and here's here's my question to these people, right? Like, yeah. if if your country really is so great, why do yeah. you need to throw a tantrum every time something in it doesn't go your way? Yeah, it's not your I'll... country falling apart. Yeah, You're just you... losing something that you <laughs> hold dear, and you need yeah. to find better words to express it than no. All right, I'm gonna show you something this year. I love what you just said. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna get to that, but uh, I want to. I, I want to see the phony. This guy's a phony. Called by multiple Wait, hold sources on. as being completed, and the reason why it's been called is exactly what we've expected. And what Mark was saying was the fact that the races will always be called for the Democrat candidate when they've collected enough votes to win. And and, and in many of these states, there are theoretically more Democrat voters than Republicans. That's why our founding fathers did not set up our republic to be a pure democracy. They don't want stupid fucking morons who haven't done shit in their life to be voting. All these, all this movement that the left uses like on, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and go out and vote, vote. No, don't vote. You fucking idiot. Don't vote. You are stupid. You are a degenerate piece of scum. Your existence is menial. In fact, God loves you. Most of us don't. Your own family doesn't support you very much because you're intolerable. Your views are not well thought out. It's not your SSRIs and your depression, your mental illness that is making you miserable. It's the fact that you don't live for anything. You stand for nothing. So everything gives you value. And you watch TikTok as a hobby. So your life doesn't exist in any real substance. So no, you shouldn't vote. He just described that, didn't you? Loud all of a sudden. Huh? You're suddenly like super loud, and I have oh. no idea. Okay, uh, now because I shared, I you should go back to normal. Is it back? Yeah, to normal? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? You heard what he's saying, right? You know who this guy is? Schaefer, this guy. Yeah, Elijah Schaefer. 
Uh, I'm willing to bet he's gay. I, I don't like to speculate about that. I, I'm going to speculate. I know I'm a man. Okay. I don't want to sound crazy, but, uh, uh, but anyway, let, let's get out of that. But the, the hatred that he has for that community, you know, sometimes how you, all you, you, you self-hating person, you see how loud he was. You just described how people become overreactionary to thing. He said that people should not vote because things do not go their way. They're idiots. They don't belong to vote. They haven't. They, uh, what did he do in his whole life? He has a microphone and he's loudmouth and he has a, a head speed on his head and he goes on YouTube. I mean, does that count? What is he? What do you make space shuttles? Oh, does he go to space? And like, if he wants to apply that to leftists online, yeah. like, sure, there are maybe plenty of leftists online you could point to who. Are, are like Elijah here and only know the online political realm and need to yeah. log off. But everything he said there was like, first of all, it's not a great argument because if I am looking for reasons not to vote because I'm a dumb leftist, yeah. you haven't actually given many. You just insulted me and you know tried right. to have like an emotional high ground. On the other hand, though, it's like if you're like real leftists in in the real world by the way they are thinking about how to do things they are thinking right. about how to provide the alternatives i'm talking about yeah they just don't get idea. the attention that elijah gets for being radical all, all that yelling is unnecessary because that lady first of all she's crazy that lady uh what's her name carrie lake and she went overboard for sure and the whole idea that reaction is not real it's, it's artificial he practiced it at home before he got ready on the mic and he, he wanted to sound like he's upset to create that viral moment of I'm angry and I'm upset. I'm with the right because the biggest idiots are on the right. You have some people who went to uh, Houston, Texas to the book deposit. saying that John F. Kennedy is going to come out alive out of there and he's going to run for the presidency. with Don and Yeah. that Five, six thousand people showed up. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, you, I mean, we're, I mean, the leftists are crazy, but they're not idiots. And, they, they, we and nobody about him really after that because it really was a disgrace it it was a bad move because i think yeah. i think he truly believed it for whatever reason yeah and but he put like he should have thought, stepped back and thought like okay if i actually am wrong here this yeah. will ruin everything for me yeah. like i will people nobody will take me seriously because i'm making a prediction that's so out there yeah. that if it's wrong like people will just have more questions for me <laughs> and i'll never be able to answer them at that point so really, like Elijah is probably not in a good position right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I do want to point out that like the the traditionalism of the right isn't like a coincidence, uh, yeah. and a lot of people link it to like religion, but I think it has more to do with the status quo. So yeah. hear me out. Like like when people think of things being polarized, yeah. they they like they think about like oh people are fighting, so it's polarized. Right. What's really going on is that humans are becoming more intelligent. We're educating right. and communicating. And the internet has opened up our ability to communicate what we should do to be better progressives. Yeah. And this is what, you know, a lot of people might call woke culture. But the reality of it is, is just that before leftists were confined to their communities. There wasn't, right. a, there wasn't like a lot of leftist networks like social media provides for us to like talk and engage with and build new things uh, on this level. And what, like, what that means is that we have pushed liberals and Democrats to be more progressive. And that right. is great. But every step we take away from the status quo, Right. From, from from what we knew uh, to be like in the 80s and uh -huh. 90s, that, that stuff that was being untouched at the time, the more the reactionaries get louder and more angry because they, they truly aren't peaceful. 
they're only yeah, peace- yeah. they're only peaceful because they have no nobody that they can shoot at without becoming the villain. Right, right. Well, I mean, uh, our, our movement or our, our side, we're about yes. Oh, yes, you could do that. Oh, yes, their side is about no. You can't do that. No, no, we're not supposed to do that. You're not. So there's a problem with the 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 the, the people with the no. They're not going to succeed. With the people with the word yes, they're going to succeed when they let people live their life, move freely, do what they want, as long as they don't harm other people. But when you got these no, the 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 side of no, no, we don't do that. No, 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 no. Then you create these idiots who yell and scream all day. I mean, I rather live in a in 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 well, I mean, I already live here, you know. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that um, I think we're going to beat them in, in, in the culture war or, 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 or the war. Forget about the word culture war. It sounds bad. Or, 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 or in the arena of ideas, how we change the world, how we make life better for everybody. We have answers. Like uh, like when you look at the Democratic Party, I know, you know but at least they have, at least they're talking about something like free health care, like, I mean, free PK, things of that nature. They They have something to talk about. These guys have nothing. You saw today what they were talking about. They want to uh, investigate uh, Hunter Biden. Right, ready? They didn't even get their power. They already started today. All of them. I, I had a couple of views. I said I'm not going to show you, but all day was about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop. Listen, you just won the majority on the House. Tell us what you're going to do for America. You understand what I'm saying? It has become a cottage uh, industry for for viral moments, for hatred, um, for money. And I think uh, right wing uh, make more money, like right wing YouTubers and stuff. They have more loyal following than uh, left wingers do. Well, I, I see this. I see what they're doing take place in so-called <laughs> centrist discussion boards on like Discord and stuff like that. Yeah. And I and I unashamedly participate because i think someone has to give the contrary opinion to these things but at the same time like they know that if they say something it's it you know the the more controversial it is the bigger the drop in the bucket and the more ripples it creates and hopefully you know eventually something will, will spill over and you'll have like you'll have a flood uh my, my analogy's falling apart but um, <laughs> it's okay but, the point uh, is the the point is that that they are very much hoping to stoke some sort of reaction from yeah, the, yeah. the masses that makes that makes yeah, it who are essentially online bullies feel empowered because yes we're controlling their emotions they're mad yeah, yeah. how powerful we are yeah because we're 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 the, the we're the, we're the people of yes the people of yes will always win because we we, we don't have any anything to curtail we're not putting well, chains on people's uh, movements on ideas. I mean, I, I'm not a yes girl. I don't actually support guns like uh, a lot no, of leftists. No, well, well, I mean, to... we don't support that's violence. What I'm talking about is social issues. Like, I mean, people to live their life, to live free, to move morally. And even on the gun issue, we're, we're, we're on the right side. We want people to have gun control. We want people to have permits. We want people to have to, uh, to have licenses. Uh, me, I uh, one time I, I had a, a debate with uh, Rob Moore, not a debate, a conversation, which I hate his guts. He blocked me on Twitter now. I told him that. Um, that um, uh, guns should be like a car, you know. You get a, when, I, when I got my license, I had to go to a driving school, then got a had, had to do a written test, then got a permit, then got a license, then I have to insure my car. You should do that with guns. If you want to have a gun, you have to do all that, and you have to be responsible for that gun. If that gun ends up someplace else, you are responsible legally, and if you put insurance on it in case somebody gets killed because that gun got lost. 
there is a way to compensate those people. You, you know what I'm trying to say here? I mean, it's, I got these ideas. I don't know, if they, but I think this is the right way. What I'm trying to hear, we are the yes of logic, logical stuff. Yes, people should live their life. Yes, people are equal. Yes, people should have access to education. Yes, people have should have access to healthcare. Yes, uh, people should have uh, a universal PK. Yes, you should have maternity uh, leave. We were the, we, we are the people of yes, yes, yes. We want to make we are the people of the person. We want to make people feel better. They are the 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 the, the party of no. Now, no, God didn't say that. God said that. Don't do it. No, I'm better than you. Not everybody is equal. No, they're not. They don't want to say it, but they do. They do say it once in a while. You know when they get into a, a corner. Um, am I giving you a headache there, Melanie, or what? No, I'm just. Uh, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, we are the people yeah. of yet. I guess. I mean, I, I hope we are. I mean, I like mean, for I, for me, it's a lot more nuanced. So my brain's just buzzing off of like nuances. Yeah, all the, time, the, the way I raise my kids, yeah, you know, I have kids and all that. I, I always told them, you know. You know, just live your live and like my father told you. Just live and live. I mean, just live your life. I mean, don't get involved with people's lives. You can make friend. Everybody's your friend, <laughs> unless they they don't want to be. Then they're not your friend. Anyway, Melanie, it's almost the end of the hour. Did you enjoy our conversation? Oh, definitely. And going off just a quick thing off of what you said, yeah. uh, I think leftists and uh, pagans have a lot in common because <laughs> there's there's a line from pagans and they say, and it harm none, do what thou wilt, right. which is basically if you don't harm anything, have at it. And I think yeah. like we we still need to learn to to understand ourselves within an ecosystem that we're yeah. that we've both made for ourselves and that naturally exists, but uh, we're getting there as progressives and people who are learning to talk about violence in a more dynamic way. So I'm glad I could talk to you and uh, maybe add to that discussion. Uh, and I hope you'll have me again. Uh, I was uh, only having on panels, you know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, I would like to thank you very much. I appreciate that you answered right away. I know. And all that stuff. And I wish you well. I know you're a good person with a good heart and I wish you success. Okay. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. Uh, all right. Have a good night. Take care. Have a great night.